head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. We're back. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We took a week off because Amanda went on vacation. I did. Um, and now we're back to talk about many birthdays. That's true. Uh, including you first, Amanda. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I, I went on vacation for my birthday instead of um, hosting an extended multimedia presentation on the internet and or hosting a giant party at my home on Martha's Vineyard. Though, in the latter case, it's only because I do not own a home on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> If you did, you would, you would. Oh my God. Just so many things about Barack Obama's 60th birthday that we're going to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also going to discuss Roger Federer's 40th, Meghan Markle's 40th and Beyonce's upcoming 40th. There's right. so many birthdays. Yes. Um, how does it feel to be in the same sign as all of these people? Probably except for Beyonce. So, yeah. Beyonce is a Virgo, but we're, we're putting her into this birthday week because she's on the cover of Harper's Bazaar in basically celebration of her 40th birthday. Yeah. This is the, the, that's the peg. And she's speaking about what she wants for her, her, her 40th, uh, you know, her fourth decade. So it counts as milestone birthday and it's milestone birthday week. Her fifth decade. It's her the fifth end of decade. Her yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm really not good at counting. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do, do you think we're getting all this birthday content because of the absence of like other events and like other things happening? So I wanted to actually start this podcast out, off with a theory. I, we found for the most part fun celebrity stuff to talk about. But right now, in this moment, 
unless it's your birthday, unless there's like a chronological calendar oriented reason for you to be in the news. And even there it's debatable. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, if you are in the news right now, you're losing. This yeah. is like, this is the silly season. This is the worst time. This is suckers only in the celebrity space and things are going to go bad really quickly. Like if you are a celebrity or really any type of person, but certainly a celebrity and it's August, really, I would say all of August, you need to go on vacation. You need to not be in the headlines because otherwise it is a, it's a wasteland and there's nothing positive happening and people are mad to be even madder than usual to be on the internet. And whatever you're trying to spin is going to go really, really wrong. It just is going to go terribly. If your publicist is like, you know what, August, there's an opening. Like maybe we'll get some extra attention. Fire your publicist. Your publicist doesn't know what's going on. You got to stay out of the news. So I guess these people are doing us a favor because, you know, we need content and things to talk about. And also... It is Leo season. I'm a fan of Leo season. I really like, you know, everyone involved in this. What are the, what are the hallmarks of a Leo? Um, you know, self-involvement and big oh. personalities. No, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I don't really know besides me being told regularly that I am quote, very much a Leo in, Interesting. Okay. in situations that seem to ins, uh, insinuate that it has something to do with making it all about you. Uh, which I, I guess is another theme of all of these birthday celebrations, including Beyonce, who's a Virgo, and references being a Virgo in the interview. And I think a sign of being a Leo is not having any idea what any of the other signs means. So I have no idea what it means for her to be a Virgo. But she identifies. I don't either. I don't yeah. know. What, I don't know what any sign means except that I am on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces. That's all I know. I'm Aquarius, though. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, there's not a ton of other stuff going on. And most of the other stuff is, like, litigious and really dark. And, you know, it's it's the dog days of summer, as they say. Right. Although, as you reminded me yesterday, there's still plenty of summer left. Yes, I was reminded that by Ellen Hildebrand, via Instagram. Which, let me just say, another thing. I, I haven't been a great reader this summer. Guys, I, I love books. I love the written word. I've let myself down. I've let the written word down. Oh, come on. It's and okay. to some extent, I feel like I've let other, you know, listeners down because they do. I hear from people from time to time who send very nice notes being like, are you guys going to do a book roundup? And I think that's great. But like, I personally just haven't done my homework. <laughs> but I did read Ellen Hildebrand's new novel on vacation. And if you are looking for an Ellen Hildebrand novel to read on vacation, can't recommend it enough. And as she says, still plenty of summer left. Yeah, plenty of summer left. Um, okay, maybe someone will read that. Let's get into the birthdays. We're going to start with the oldest. That would be President Barack Obama, who had a 60th birthday party on Martha's Vineyard over the weekend. There was mm -hmm. a lot of build up to it. Um, there was a lot of conversation about how the Delta variant should or should not or would or would not affect the party. A few days before it came out that um, some people had been uninvited and then the party happened. It still seemed like there were quite a few people. There was a part of the Daily Mail, a really bad traffic jam. And additionally, um, there were some illicit photos and videos that made their way out of the event due to Erica Badu and the, <laughs> DJ, the DJ who posted to Instagram before they were taken down. So most of the information we have about this is from um, 
the Daily Mail, like stalking people in Martha's Vineyard. Right. They they were on boats outside the radius. They and the Daily Mail did note that there was a no flyover zone over Martha's over the home, which they insinuated was established for the purposes of this party and might be true. But also, Barack Obama is a former president of the United it's probably States. True all the time, right? It's like I no fly zone. Yeah, I, I would assume that at no point are you allowed to fly over the home of the former president of the United States. Anyway. Um, there was just like, there's so many pieces to this, but the uninviting of people gave rise to my favorite New York times article since Wesley wrote about his mustache last summer. And it was written by Annie Carney, who was on the Hillary beat for 2016. And then was a white house reporter during the Trump years. And apparently now is a party reporter because (laughs) the headline of the story is what is going on with Obama's 60th birthday bash? The, then the sub the subtitle is um, the former president scaled back the guest list for his party on Martha's Vineyard. Who's in and who's out? And then she writes a pretty by the New York Times political section caddy article about who is in and out of the party. Um, apparent, apparently some of the people who were uninvited included David Axelrod and Larry David, but Jay-Z and Beyonce were still invited. More on Beyonce later, as we mentioned. But my favorite part of this is that her main source, her main on-the-record source, is Rose Styron, the the widow of (laughs) William Styron. And she just gives some absolutely fire quotes on this. It's it's unbelievable. I just want to read a few, if you don't mind. Yes, please. (laughs) A lot of Islanders were very upset at the prospect of hundreds of people coming for the party. Said Rose B. Styron, the poet and widow of the novelist William Styron, who said she had been invited to a Friday night Obama birthday kickoff at the Winnedoo Oceanside Resort. Everyone is very nervous about getting together at all. Miss Styron said she was hosting friends from California, the writer and producer Roderick Spencer, and the actress Alfrey Woodard, who had been invited to the main event at the Obama House on Saturday night. They didn't hear that it had been canceled until they were getting on the plane from California. We lucked out and we had them for the weekend now. I think they're pretty happy too. I was just like, <laughs> This is incredible stuff from Rose Styron, who just answered the phone when the New York Times called to talk about this party that she may or may not be going to anymore and how she's just excited to have Alfred Wooder as her house guest. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that like I, I um, in my head, it used to happen in the 80s where like you would call someone about mm-hmm. a party and they would like actually talk to you. I don't know. This is just a very throwback to me. And right. I found it so delightful. You know, there were some other pieces of the party that I was just sort of like made me go, huh? Like Questlove was in charge of some of the food and some of it was vegan, but then they also like had some lobster rolls because it's a Martha's Vineyard. Right. So I just had like a lot of, a lot of questions. Um, I, but I overall, I, I just love party coverage. Sure. I don't think that we got a full picture of what was going on at the party from, from the Instagrams. Certainly uh, not. So, Cer- you know, certainly and, not. And there is like, a lot. Most people seem to have been honored to have invited, you know, be invited and happy to be in the room and thus like obeyed the, you know, what, what happens at the Obama 60th stays at the Obama 60th and some other people just posted on Instagram. So I, I understand like the inconsistencies. I spent a lot of time in the run up to the party, which I, was following a lot of like the coverage and the hand wringing and how dare he, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know what to say. It was like early August and, and people were upset. And, and also the Delta variant is scary and confusing. So I, I sort of get it, but I spent a lot of time reflecting on just what a nice house he seems to have and what a lovely life he seems to be living on Martha's Vineyard. And I was like, well, I guess that's what happens. 
when yeah. you become elected president at like 44 or whatever it was. And then you just get to retire to live a beautiful life on just like a palatial spread at Martha's Vineyard, a place I've never been to, but looks quite lovely. Would love to be invited if anyone's available. I've been in about 30 years. And I'm just, I guess that's nice work if you can get it, which I think almost none of us can, but none congratulations can, yeah. to him. And then it seems like a nice party. I I did follow all like the celebrity arrivals, like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. These were the people heading up all of like the celebrity coverage. Bradley and then Cooper. Bradley and Cooper. <laughs> I would like to talk. Thank you so much, because that's what I was leading to. Bradley Cooper went to the Obama 60th birthday party. David Axelrod, who I think is in large part responsible for Barack Obama being the president of the United States for at least eight years, certainly like one of the major players, uninvited. Uninvited. Bradley Cooper. Cooper, Still in. Who directed A Star is Born, a movie I loved. (laughs) But like, what is he doing? What is his relationship with Barack Obama? I don't know. It's a great question. It seemed like... Basically, you know who else was uninvited, but like was still on the island for the weekend was Nancy Pelosi. It seems like (laughs) the political people got uninvited, to be honest. It seems like the normies who you don't know, like the people who the Daily Mail photographed driving away in like their Volvos were there. And then there was like the uber famous people and no one in between. So either like nameless civilians Mm -hmm. or Bradley Cooper, Beyonce and Jay-Z and like Oprah and Gail. Perhaps there is an explanation there in that... If you are, uh, certainly if you were like in political office, but it was such a fraught political moment with COVID and the Delta variant. And it really did seem like storm clouds were kind of like brewing, certainly, you know, like on Fox News and wherever else you expect people to make a mess yeah. about these sorts of things. So perhaps it was deemed like unwise for the political, like related people to go just, you know, to right. have deniability, I guess. So maybe maybe it's not as like personally interpersonally fraught between all of these people as we're reading it to believe. Right. Like if you're Nancy Pelosi, do you want to spend the next three weeks being asked about like why you went to the party and like if you wore a mask and other people are masked and like right. what it means? Like, do you want like no, like it's probably just easier to to not go. And you're like, you know, there'll be other parties. I'm sure she's right. been to a few ragers in her day. But it does give off the illusion then that it's just like Barack Obama invited every single famous person that he like ever interacted (laughs) with or do. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, are they all on his phone? Like is Bradley Cooper in Obama's phone? That's a question. I was okay. But what are they texting about? How many times have they texted? Craft. I feel like a few times. And I feel like, I feel like they're both people who are really invested in like perfecting their craft, their respective crafts. What crafts? I mean, filmmaking. Okay. And writing? I don't know. Obama's a man of many gifts. He is a beautiful writer and has many talents. And he loves film. That's true. He is an A24 bro with the best of them. But I was reviewing A24 merch this weekend, by the way. Oh, my God. No, Juliet. No, I don't want to buy any. I just was I didn't know that it existed. And then I got sucked into like looking at their website and it was it was dark. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I don't, I don't totally personally see where Bradley Cooper and Barack Obama are meeting there, but, but who am I to, to, to understand the depths of such talented people and also to understand celebrity relationships, right? Because this is the other thing. Like, I know that people of a certain level of fame and success 
are just like, you know, my friend to someone they've spoken to twice. And I understand that there is a transactional and sort of uh, superficial nature to some of these relationships that just kind of like, oh yeah, that person is cool. I get it. I get it. It's not how I would do it, but I get it. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, I just read emergency contact by Mary HK Choi for Mm -hmm. the stacks podcast, which I was on last week and it'll be on again at the end of the month with very, very delightful experience. Check it out. It's a nice books podcast. If you need something to fill your books needs. And in that, in her acknowledgments, the, the part of the book that got me the most was in the acknowledgments of emergency contact. She's sort of like addressing the reader. And she was like, if you think it counts, it counts. Like referring to like a relationship. Like if you like if you're unsure, like what kind of like gravity or weight to give it. She sort of was like encouraging people to give themselves the emotional space to be like, yes, this counts. And I thought that was really fascinating. It applies to so many relationships. And like, at what point did Bradley Cooper and Barack Obama say, yes, we are friends? Like, when do you cross the friend threshold? When do you become invited to a party? Like all of these different sort of like, like gradations of, of, uh, intimacy and friendships. I thought it was like really, it's like kind of interesting to think about. And also as someone who like, you know, ranks things and like also keeps very like, um, like a catalog, like memory of like life events. I just, I thought I sort of thought about like, how did Obama decide on this guest list and like who got to stay? Like, it's just fascinating. I think that's a beautiful sentiment from the Mary H K Choi book that you shared. <laughs> And I think, like, I'm glad to hear about that, and I'll think about that in my life, and I hope, like, listeners and people will think about that in their own lives, and I think it has absolutely nothing to do (laughs) with the list of Oscar winners or nominees in Barack Obama's phone who got invited to this party. It has nothing to do with it, respectfully. So what do you think they decided based on? I don't know. Just being like, What would you decide based on? Best party? Like oh, future I mean, relationships? Like how would you decide I, who to cut? I mean, who to cut? me having a 60th birthday party and inviting 400 people. Like, I mean, that's, you know, unimaginable event number one, right? Would you, number- would you get cocktail napkins and cups made for the event? Because I definitely would. I thought that was cool. Yeah, you love a monogram. Did How did I you do. feel about the logo design? I did not like it. I yeah. did not like it at all. What are your I notes? Thought it was hard to read. Well, sure. But I mean, it, it wasn't exactly clear photography that you got, Juliet. It was like, I, I saw a pretty a good shot of the, of the cocktail napkins, the 44 X 60. Okay. I saw, I saw a pretty good close up. Uh, I didn't care for it, but I do like a foil stamp. So that looked cool. The gold foil okay. into the napkin or whatever. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't my, my type of logo, but I, I do feel like if you're Obama, you need to like break out of the serif fonts. And like, so he probably need to like, so much of your life has been in serif that you need to go bold. <laughs> My life in serif part two yeah. of the Barack Obama biography. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. there's going to be a whole other 800 pages of that. I, I did, I, as you know, I, I didn't read the first and one. And I read the first one. I don't know. I don't know 400 people. I, I honestly, do I know 400 people? I've met 400 people in my life. Do I know them? I don't have 400 people on my phone. Yes, you I, do. Come on. How long no, have you had I, your phone number? A, a very long time. And I absolutely don't have 400 people on my phone. Do but you I also No, I don't. Do you I numbers? Don't, no. What's the threshold not. for saving a number? A lot of people, I think, have different rules for that. Wanting to be in contact with the person? <laughs> <laughs> but like, Just what so about you someone? know, your number is saved. <laughs> Both on I, home, both on my computer and on my phone, which I have not synced up my phone contacts and my computer because I don't trust the cloud. 
So, but I know your phone number and I added it in. I like typed in Thank Juliet you. Littman, first <laughs> and last name, by the way, which in my phone and my contacts is a sign of you like here, here closeness. To stay. Yeah. yeah, here to stay. I don't do yeah. the I know that some people think that having the full name is like too formal. Um, and it's like weird. Um, I'm with you. You get a full name when you're here to stay. Okay. Um, but like, there's just so many examples. Like for example, the place I get my haircut, I don't have that number stuck. I don't have that in my phone, but I just like recognize it when they call me back to like confirm my appointment. Right. But like, but it's the only place I get my haircut. So I don't know why I haven't saved it. (laughs) I guess that I book my haircut online, but I do actually Kate who's wonderful, who cuts my hair. I have her phone, her phone number saved in my phone. So that does count. But yeah, oh no, I don't save like doctor's offices or other places that I call regularly. Absolutely not. And I also have this silence all unknown callers thing. Sure, sure. of course. So, you yeah, know, of course. really only regular contacts make it through. Okay, my next question for you. Yeah. At which point, both two different examples, as uh-huh. Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and then also as Vo- Volvo Driver A, who uh-huh. attended the party. Sure. At what point of knowing Brock and Michelle Obama do you think you could have reasonably expected to even be considered to be invited? And I think it's probably separate for, for Bradley Cooper and Volvo driver a, the, the Bradley Cooper thing. I will wonder <laughs> about the nature of their relationship until the beginning of the time. Where did they meet? What did they discuss? How do they text? Do they capitalize? Do they use punctuation? Is it like basically they're doing email, but in text form, I'm that's a kind of scene that seems like Obama what, style. I, I can't imagine Bradley. I don't know. What Bradley's like, he seems like a not, not very into punctuation. I, but I, he also seems a little rigid as well. So I think that he probably is at least capitalizing. Um, so no, I, I, I can't even begin to understand at what point Bradley Cooper like pops up in Barack Obama's mind is like, yes, like I, you should come to the party. And, you know, we're also really discounting Michelle here. Totally. At what point Michelle is putting people on the list because she wants to have fun fun time at a party. And also because, like, I'm sure a lot of these people are Michelle Obama contacts and friends. And sure. Yeah. You know, a gregarious and much loved person. So but the Bradley Cooper thing, one of life's eternal mysteries for me. Volvo person A. This is another interesting experience because as soon as you said it, I was like, do I ever aspire to be a a Volvo person? You know, like that's another hat that I'm putting on and like, how do I feel about it? And what does it say about me? My parents definitely like had a Volvo as like a station wagon when I was growing up. I think that the SUVs are quite au courant, I'll just say. Sure. And, you know, safe and all that stuff, but also some, anyway. So I'm putting, yeah, I'm putting on my Volvo hat. I think direct neighbor, like if, mm. if I own one of the, you know, multi-million dollar homes directly adjacent, I've had to put up with a lot of, uh, secret service intrusion, probably like the whole neighborhood, right? Unless you've gotten into a neighbor spat, which there's gotta be at least one person who has been very ugly about the fact that the Obamas moved into the neighborhood, not just because of all of the security inconveniences of which I'm sure there are many, like it must be annoying to have the secret service running around all of the time. And you're, when you're just like trying to walk to the beach, you know, and then suddenly mm-hmm. like you step on the wrong side of the territory, like, you know, the land divide and then like eight agents are running at you. I wouldn't like that, but I'm just sure someone has been ungracious about it. So they don't get on, they don't get invited. I think everybody else who has been affected 
on the vineyard in like a close radius could expect mm-hmm. to go. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, you, you raise a good point, which is I'm sure all these people had to be cleared to attend. Right. So I also wonder if there's people who've already been cleared, like, do you just invite them? Cause like, we know they're fine. Like, you know, it's like no trouble there. So I mean, I don't get the sense that they were like having to pad this party, you know? No, definitely had a, right. had a reduced numbers. Right. So seems like it's just like a really great time. I've just loved watching from afar. Just bring, brought me so much joy. Yeah. I mean, happy birthday. 60 miles. Happy birthday. birthday. Sorry. Last question. Yeah. What, what would be the musical entertainment at your 60th birthday party on Martha's Vineyard? Oh my God. They, I believe they had Pearl Jam, Erica Badu, and <laughs> um, this DJ who posted to Instagram. Uh, this, wow. You're really putting me on the spot. I, th- I think his name, the DJ, but the name was like something Beckham. It was like not back. I can't remember what I mean, it was. I guess I would just have Mark Ronson DJ because that would also be a birthday present to me personally. And sure. I do like, I do ultimately listen, love a wedding band and also sometimes love a concert and we can, the live music conversation can just be a different conversation. But I, from a birthday party, if I were going to all this trouble at the end of the day, I'm just looking for like peak wedding dance floor vibes, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, I miss that. I love that experience. So I want, you know, just like flat out dancing. And I do at some point think a DJ actually creates a better atmosphere for that. I agree. And then also, sure. and then also Mark Ronson would be there. I hear he's getting married this weekend or got married last weekend. Congratulations to Mark weekend. Ronson. That's what I heard. It's great. Congratulations to them. To, to Grace. Um, I similarly, I would pick Bruno Mars and his band and I assume Mark Ronson would come for Uptown Funk. Sure. But, oh, that's but, good. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'd want Bruno Mars and his band, no doubt. And um, yeah. And also I would like request to do a lot of covers. So. Okay. All right. Well, we've done 20 minutes on Barack Obama's <laughs> birthday that we didn't attend. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've shared a lot of thoughts about that's right how in my comfort person, zone. Personal you know? relationships. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's great stuff. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Let's move on. Um, let's move on to Meghan Markle. Of okay. course. She turned 40. She released a video with her and Melissa McCarthy. I didn't watch the video until I actually had to before this podcast. <laughs> it was two minutes and 13 seconds. It felt much longer. I, I haven't watched all two minutes and 13 seconds of it, I'll be honest. I read a transcript. I watched the first 30 seconds or so and I got the gist. Um, I have, I have maxed out on Megan and Harry content. I'm finally there. I didn't, I didn't think the day would come, but I'm finally just like no longer interested in a lot of this. Yeah. So we should say the video was to announce like an initiative that she's doing for her birthday, cool. which was 40 for 40. And it was 40. She asked 40 notable women. Um, to donate 40 minutes of time to mentor a, a woman re-entering the workforce. Um, which is I, like, I, I like just did argue inarguably like, great. That's great. Mentoring is Good great. Idea. It <laughs> also have a piece of some of her earlier work when she did the, um, the capsule collection of clothes that you could wear to job interviews, like women in the workplace is one of her causes, which I obviously wholly support. So that's awesome. Totally. It is also characteristically like pretty small in scope. Which I, I'm just kind of like, you know, I understand that they just had, she just had a kid and they're re- reorganizing their life and it takes time to build like a giant foundation with impact. But I am like, come on, guys, like, let's go. Let's what are what are all these people that we're hiring every day doing? Let's let's really I, I'd love to see it going. It's a good first step. Um, but, you know, the other the, I mostly just read uh, blogs about the design style in the home which was compared to living in the Flintstones house. 
uh, which I thought was really, really good. Weird. I wish I could remember. I'm sorry that I can't give credit on that one, but that uh, was very funny. Oh, just a lot of beige. A lot of beige. Um, she was wearing like a sweater around her shoulders. Mm-hmm. She just didn't look comfortable in the in the video. I felt like, and I actually feel like in a lot of the recent media, she seemed pretty comfortable and like at ease. And I just thought in this one she didn't. Maybe it's because she also just had a baby and she's still like getting comfortable again. I don't. I have no idea. But um, I thought it was just it was just weird. It didn't land right for me. Also, apparently, I watched it like a, a few times to try to catch this. Apparently, it gave a glimpse of their daughter Lily, but I couldn't catch that. Was and there a one photo? of the framed photos, yeah. I but it's like I, you, it's the people enhanced times one thousand, and it's just like a blur. So is that a is that a view of Lily? I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, which is like they can have whatever they want on their desks, and and that's the flip side, right? That people. I did see like 45 different headlines of like the first look of Lily. And then it's just like a blurry photograph. It's a, it's a crazy world. And I, I really do. Like, I, I think the initiative is really admirable and, Me too. and giving time and getting women back in the workforce is like, are all really lofty goals, but it, they just still have not figured out how to be comfortable and in their new world and their new roles. They like, they, yeah. they, it's just still seems in flux. I agree with yeah. you. It was just sort of, it was strange, but I hope she had a nice birthday. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Um, 
while we're on the topic of Meghan and Harry, can we take a quick quick detour from birthday scene? Mm-hmm. I just want to mention, just want everyone to start taking note. There's a new celebrity hotspot in town. And it's in town, I mean, it's out of town. It's in Montecito, where Harry and Meghan live. And it's this new boutique hotel that I think opened. You know, there was this really bad mudslides in Montecito a few years ago. And I think as a result, there was like some re- rebuilding that went on. And one of them is this new hotel called the Rosewood Miramar or the Miramar Rosewood. And it just seems to be like bustling with celebrities. Like I feel like in the last like six weeks, there's been so many reports of people there and a lot of spottings um, on Dumois of people there as well. So feel like Nobu is out. Well, Nobu is forever, but you know, it's, it's just less of the talking point. I feel like we're moving to- towards this hotel. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Nobu's in Malibu and this is what 90 miles up the coast. The, the Rosewood Miramar is right on the beach in Montecito. And I think it's kind of like the, it's really the only hotel in Montecito on the beach. And one of the only places with beach access It's Santa Barbara, you go up a bit further. I think there's a Ritz Carlton on the beach as well. And you're right that I think it was recently renovated. It is just astonishingly expensive. I like I was curious about it and looked at the rates and I was just like, Oh, so you can just rent a house that is like $20,000 a night at the Rosewood Miramar, but it does sort of seem to have the, the sceny pool beachside vibe that a lot of the celebrities who have moved to Montecito like to be seen there. Yeah. And it just can't be stressed enough how small Montecito is. So when yeah. people, when celebrities go there, it's only like really five places they could be going. Like if they're going to go out for a meal or whatever, it's like kind of a place to be photographed at this point. Yeah. Because there are two intersections. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and like three expensive restaurants. And then that's kind of it. Anyway, keep your, keep your eyes open for the Rosewood Miramar. You'll be hearing a lot more about it. I'm sure. All right. Back to birthday week. Next we have Roger Federer also turned 40. This is just a personal, uh, enthusiasm. (laughs) Happy birthday to Roger Federer. Who's 40 and still playing tennis. We're very proud of you. Whenever I feel like I can't do anything, I just remember that um, Roger Federer is 40. And I believe Serena Williams is turning 40 in September as well. Wow. And uh, time comes for us all. It does. And it has come for their tennis crews a little bit, but like not to the extent that you would think for uh, the way that the announcers who commentate uh, say almost 40, you might as you might think that they were dying and they're not. They're still great. So happy birthday to Roger Federer. Thank you for giving, giving us old people hope. Did he celebrate in any special way? No, that's the other thing. God bless him. But I think a little bit because he's still, he's, he's possibly injured, but the U S open is at the end of August and he Mm. has not yet made his plans clear. So theoretically he's in training and also that's not really his style. I watched a lot of like tennis tribute videos to Roger Federer, which is kind of like the right level for that's, that's what I would like for my birthday. I would have 40th, 60th, whatever. I'd have a private party of people I know who are in my phone, who I would contact. And then other people would make videos about how great I am. And I wouldn't have to be a part of it. I think that sounds, seems like the best way to celebrate a milestone birthday. I agree. That does sound very nice, especially for you. I think for me, for a milestone birthday, I don't even know. I don't really care about birthdays. It's just like, no, I don't. I'd also like who wants to commemorate getting older. It stinks. I don't know. I I like cake a lot, so that's one thing. I like, I like cake, cake too, but I don't need birthdays to have. Cake. It's usually an excuse to to like do what you want, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and the people in my life, like I, I mean, I do what I want 
most of the time because otherwise I throw a fit. But people are like more accommodating. And then you hear from people and that's really nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I love a, a nice birthday card. I love yeah. cards all the time. Um, correspondence, just great. Um, all right, next, looking ahead, Beyonce. She's turning 40 September mm-hmm. 4th, and she's got this Harper's Bazaar big spread. Um, hadn't really had a big Beyonce article in a while, so this dropped today. Um, she said, I believe she said there's new music coming in this piece as well. She does. She doesn't say when. She doesn't say much except that she's been in the studio and that it can take her a year to to find the right snare drum sound or whatever, which you know what I believe. And I really appreciate Beyonce's perfectionism. So no judgment for me, but she does say that she is in the process of making music and that we will hear it at some point, possibly. That's great. <laughs> um, it's interesting. It's a Q and a format. And, you know, we've talked a lot about in the last few years, um, sort of the death of a celebrity profile or the last legs of the celebrity profile and couldn't help, but notice this is a probably edited, but lightly. So Q and a, and also features Beyonce in, um, a lot of different looks where she looks, you know, a really, a lot of stunning photos, but the first one in the main cover shoot, I think both have Ivy park, which is her line. Yes. Um, so there's sort of like a lot of um, implicit, I think, Beyonce control in this piece, which I, you know, expect nothing less from Beyonce at this point, but I thought it was notable. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a 40th birthday piece that is also promoting the latest Ivy Park release. Yeah. For, for sure. Which is the only way that you get Beyonce or really anyone at this point. Yeah. Um, there has to be a release to support. Yeah. It, it's, it is a Q&A in that it is Beyonce's way speaking. It's, I think there are five questions mm-hmm. and then the A's are more like monologues. And so I, I think I have to assume that the Harper's Bazaar, honestly, like pretty wisely just cut out all the interstitial questions from the interviewer yeah. that nobody really, and kind of, so it's like an as told to turned into a, a, a Q&A. Um, I mean, it is funny. I, like at some point it does take on like a monologue quality and it's, it's, always interesting to hear Beyonce's voice because as you pointed out we don't really hear from her that often and she even speaks about it in the piece that there's like too much access and too much availability um and an invasiveness I think as a celebrity and so she's very deliberate about what she shares and why which you know we're pretty familiar with at this point from her but so it it is always notable when you hear her speaking and like halfway through these answers, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of Beyonce all at once. I don't really think that she sits there and just kind of speaks in like full monologues like this, but you know, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a big Beyonce fan. And I like, honestly, the, the level of control and, um, just the decisiveness with which she agrees. She's like, this is what I'll speak on. And this is what I'll share. And this is what I will not share. Yeah. I mean, she says it in the piece, quote, throughout my career, I've been intentional about setting boundaries between my stage persona and my personal life. So I think, you know, she's telling you that this is part of this is part of who she is in public. And and I think that there's like this, you know, it, it's a really actually fascinating look into her work, which she speaks about with a lot of specificity and sort of to the mm-hmm. to the same vein as Meghan Markle emphasizing women getting back into the workplace. I, I, I really enjoy when celebrities use their platform um, to just like emphasize how hard they work and like everything that goes into it. Cause so much of Beyonce and really many celebrities is making it seem easy or flawless or, you know, to quote her song, woke up like this. Um, so it is really not the case. So I, I thought that was cool, but 
you know, it's just kind of um, interesting. This is like the sort of the the latest chapter of kind of like how Beyonce is, is sort of positioning herself for, you know, what she sees as her next decade or perhaps like a next phase or, or whatnot. And it's just, it's very, um, it's just like very, very deliberate. I don't know. I, and it seems like, you know, most celebrities aspire to do what she does and some, not most, but many, and very few do it with the same um, effect. Yeah. And I think I'm sure that there are many people who are looking at this and it's like, well, she's just trying to get me to buy Ivy Park clothes. Well, and, work. and and that is like, that's true. But there is also that's in the piece like that. This is there's something about the like the clarity and the upfrontness of like, this is what you get. Yeah. This is what you don't get. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is this is what I this is how I want to speak. And I would like for most of what I say to exist through my music and my art. And I'm going to keep the rest for me. And this is what I'm trying to do with this. I, like, I appreciate the uprightness. Me too. Um, I, also, it's curious. It's interesting that she's, you know, she says that her Destiny's Child bandmates, Michelle and Kelly, are still her best friends. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I have some questions about, like, the beehives, but that's for an, another day. Uh, that she apparently keeps up on her roof. But Bees are so in right now. What is this? I don't know. We had we had a real incident with bees in my home earlier this summer, as you know, and it's been it's been cleared up. The beehive has been removed from the wall. Thank you to the very kind beekeeper who came in and did that for us after my husband trying to do it himself for several weeks. Uh, everyone is still alive, including the bees, which is good. But I, I don't know. I can't invest anymore in bees after this. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like beekeeping seems to be like a like a cool look how like wild but also um like privileged I am type of hobby yeah. these days. Whatever. I, yeah. Okay. Good luck to everyone. Um we were really going to keep it to birthdays, but I just think we have to acknowledge one thing, which is that mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal says that he doesn't shower that much and Kristen What is up with the bathing Kristen thing? Kristen Bell so said I, okay. that she doesn't pay their kids that much. So I was on vacation last week and I was like in a different time zone and just not looking at my phone, which for the most part, which was great. That was really refreshing. I, you know, I encourage everyone to, to try to do that for a bit themselves. But then I would look at my phone and it was just like a lot of people talking about how they don't bathe. Yeah. And I just talk about silly season. Like this is the prime example of just like, don't speak to people in August because this is what happens. But what are we doing? I don't really know. I Jake Gyllenhaal is really fascinating. I mean, what an interesting career this man has had. But um, yeah, he seemed this isn't this was from another like Q and A type of thing from Vanity Fair, and um, I don't know. He just they he starts talking about his shower ritual, and he just said that you know I'll I'll read it. He's asked, is there anything revelatory about your shower ritual? And he says, I'm always baffled that lupas come from nature. I feel like they've been made in a factory, but in fact, it's just not true. Since I was young, it's amazed me more and more. I find bathing to be less necessary at times. I do believe because Elvis Costello was wonderful, that good manners and bad breath get you nowhere. So I do that. But I do also think there's a whole world not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance. And we naturally clean ourselves. So I I don't know. I mean, we don't naturally clean ourselves. That's no, just if, if you are lucky enough to have regular access to bathing facilities, take a shower, take a bath. I, it's really, it's not that much to ask. I don't know. Sorry if that makes me like a, you know, uptight American, like, you know, standing against the the euros, whatever, just take, take a bath. Yeah. And then, you know, (laughs) 
And then he starts plugging Ross and Daughters and it's a whole, it's another sort of, you know, something for me, something for you type of thing. It's an, this is a Prada thing. It's just like, he's doing press because he had a Prada fragrance right. come out. So a really fascinating celebrity, like adjacent experience for Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, obviously his career, I, there's a, there's a lot to talk about there and a lot to be weirded out by in the last five years, even though I think he's a wonderful actor. He just takes on some pretty challenging roles, shall we say, or challenging films. But then just the celebrity industrial aspect of it. I mean, please don't forget that Taylor Swift's best album, Red, is about Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> like, I don't, like, All Too Well is about Jake Gyllenhaal. And then there was, like, the time where he saved someone, you know, in, like, a traffic accident. Yes, that was recent-ish. Right? And then the Russ and Daughters yoga situation, and now the... I, then there's I mean, the salad photo with Kirsten Dunst. I oh, mean. sure. Oh, my God. I forgot about Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> that's one of the most important photograph, but that's even pre-read. I mean, I I, I guess I, I would rec- recommend that he invest in some shower products. What's his most famous movie? Is it Don Darko? No. I mean, I think oh, that's... Oh, Spider-Man, like his, I guess. Yeah, that's like his cult favorite is Jake Gyllenhaal in oh right he's the villain in Spider-Man he's I was in like the, no in the second one I think I was like Kirsten Toby Maguire kisses <laughs> Kirsten Dodds in Spider-Man but yes he is the villain in one of the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland yeah um that's probably the most seen anyway um Brokeback Mountain obviously mm. pretty popular yeah Brokeback forgot yeah. about that one yeah, I feel like Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal is like really big, rewatchable type of guy, but like actually his movies, I don't know. So he's it's a, a big Chris Ryan really loves yeah. every single Jake Gyllenhaal movie because especially since Prince of Persia, I mean, this is kind of his famous Hollywood stories that he does Prince of Persia and like 2009, I want to say and 2010. And it's supposed to be this like blockbustery thing and he hates the experience it's an it's a disaster it's a terrible movie and so then he's like now I just make really dark auteur driven movies where my character has some sort of mental breakdown like for a decade um and like it gets really really weird in a lot of them and even in movies where he's like this did you ever see Okja the Bong Joon-ho no I didn't it's delightful it's on Netflix and he's just like a supporting character he's a villain and He's like doing an SNL Halloween costume villain in it, which is kind of what he's asked to do in the movie. I think he's fun in it, but it's it's like the definition of going for it. Mm. Capital G, capital F, capital I, um, which good for him. You know, he's an artist. <laughs> I saw him on Broadway two years ago when Broadway was still happening. Um, and he basically he does monologue for like an entire act, essentially. Right. Um, it was him and Tom Sturridge, that his name can't remember anyway he was good at, he was good in it I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal he's just a really weird celebrity and I'm just sort of like are you even an actor but that's just because I don't see his movies I just I know there are a lot right of them. no there are a lot of them I also really recommend reading David Fincher's comments about Jake Gyllenhaal on the set of Zodiac mm. and Jake Gyllenhaal trying to figure out who he was as an actor on Zodiac it's I it's fascinating I but I just I really can't endorse the latest thing like I, <laughs> take a shower or don't talk about it you know I like I just I don't know what to say sorry it just really reminded me of Shailene Woodley like ten years ago and I was just like what are we doing right so we just it's just you get sent so much free bath products that's the other thing it's like you don't want to pay right? for like expensive shower gel great me either bar soap all the way because I'm just like doing the best that I can over here and uh, like and I also like. 
where am I supposed to get the loofah? How am I maintaining the cleanliness of the loofah? And then the shower, it seems like a waste. So I understand that sometimes you might want to keep it simple, but keeping it simple is different than not doing it. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal, take a shower. Okay. Also, it's funny, just lastly, that this was like from a article that was about cologne because it's like you know he could cover how he smells with cologne i don't know the whole thing's just really strange yeah i don't get it ultimately we just wish everyone a happy birthday here on jam session that's so true thank you to all the leos and the virgos (laughs) and to erica cervantes for producing this episode we'll be back next week for real This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.